In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happiest fall equinox. Today is September 22nd. It's the first day of fall. It's the first day of fall, which had me thinking, Millie and Elise, what's the most basic fall thing that you do? Millie, you're grinning. Ooh. You know what? I, I, I Can I be vulnerable, honest? Grew up in Florida, went to college in California. <laughs> fall is a new thing. Seasons are fairly new in the trajectory of Millie, only in mm-hmm. the third half of my life or whatever. <laughs> uh, the third of my life. Guess what? Every single year, every single year without fail, apple picking. I love apple picking. Give me a cider donut. I go very, and bitch, I'm doing a photo shoot. Wow. Sorry. I did not mm-hmm. expect us to start. At the at that end of the spectrum, all the way, at all the, the way, of, at Listen, the apple picking photo shoot. Apple picking, and of, and are you getting like an out, a special outfit for your apple picking photo shoot? You know, I I'd like to say no, but you know, your girls are. Last year, because I, I, I reposted because it's my best friend's birthday today, and last year we went apple picking in a Canadian tuxedo with <laughs> jeans on top, jeans on the bottom. We love Vibe. that. I I love fucking fall. I know they say that fall. Listen, I'm very like. Queer adjacent, queer to a lot of people. My only thing that doesn't make me queer is that I unfortunately like men. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's a, curse. it's a curse. But listen, a, a bitch loves Halloween, and Halloween is Christmas for queers. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. love wow. fall. I'm this so hyped season. for fall now. <laughs> fall hype woman. You should be. You should be a fall hype woman for the city of New York. Hell yes. <gasps> but oh you might God. have to associate with Eric Adams. Oh, I'm trying no. to think. I mean, I obvious. I I have had the joy of having fall in my life. I do love fall. I think fall is my best fashion season. Um, For sure, you're I have an autumn. The absolutely. red in my hair going on. Yeah, I'm in autumn, so I feel like I'm always looking my best in fall. I bringing that back to school energy of planning outfits ahead of time. This kind of stuff always happens for me in fall. But I, you know what? I love a pumpkin spice. I love give me give me all the fall snacks. Millie said apple cider donut. When I um, when I was in school in Delaware, there was oh, God, I can't remember the name of the farm, but there's a farm nearby that would always do apple cider donuts in the fall. And I would make my little boyfriend take me over there. (laughs) And I'd be like, we're driving. Go get a pumpkin. All the stuff. I've I've already commenced spooky season in that yeah. we've started watching scary movies here at the house. I watched X last night. It's wow. really good. But people very love X, disturbed. people love Pearl. Uh, well, so now Pearl is gonna be next. So That's a uh, Shia LaBeouf's ex wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've uh is that yeah, Mia Goth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I I just tweeted this, but I was <laughs> I thought Mia Goth was one of the Sims. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, maybe she has a sister that like is confusing. Like no, Bella, there's a I family. do b- confuse Bella and Gigi all the time. Of course, because there's a family on the Sims called the Goths, and I just didn't. They're they're very that they, you always have them if you play The Sims, and one of them is named Bella Goth, and I thought they were related or became confused, but obviously they're not connected at all. And she's very That's good so in this funny. movie. Ultimately, <laughs> we are required. Yeah. Like our brains have to store way too much information than they it's were designed to. I think much. I'm I'm down with the pumpkin spice. Yeah, yeah what's fall's your, the best what's too. Your I also fall for you besides midterms. <laughs> Christ. I moved to New York in the fall, like to start school. So it also has that like really like dreamy move to New York feeling. Like whenever that weather turns, I feel like very like 18 and full of wonder again. But what I really lean into during the fall is my like, like Morty is the most autumnal, gorgeous creature. And so I just, I have bought props I have made a content Stop. plan for Morty <laughs> for for autumn content because he's just he's a messed up rescue dog, but that dog is the most gorgeous animal I've ever seen. So I will definitely be leaning into that. He's what like, are some examples pumpkin. like pumpkin? I got I have a t- cute little pumpkin cornucopia. from Target. I have he's got a lot of turtlenecks and autumnal shades. Um, I think I'll make him like a little a little pup cup. We're just gonna do a lot. We'll do a lot of playing in the leaves. We'll do day in the lifes. Uh, Doctoberfest is coming up, which is a big Your one for us. Your dog has a lot of followers on Instagram, right? Or is yeah. it TikTok? I can't. He has um Oh, it's TikTok. It's TikTok. I need to bring them over to Instagram. But you know what? It's like it's Instagram isn't going to reward my hard work. I'm not going to reward them with premium. Yeah, Morty no. Fuck but no. but Morty it. has more TikTok followers on TikTok than the Betches up has on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> he has gone viral a couple wrong? times recently. <laughs> if oh, I had more time and posted like multiple times a day, that's why I'm making a content plan. We could, we could, uh, you know, we could have, have a path. Next level. We could have a path to monetization, which is what, which is what we're looking for, for with oh Morty, you know, and just yeah. you know, survival. Hey, she's leaving bitches up to exactly. We need <laughs> pre-existing conditions. Make dog content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always say we should make more dog merch. I think we should make a collar that says "Woman's Best Friend" or a doggy tee that says "The Personal is Political." Oh, wow, that's really cute. Bitches, pups, Ex- bitches, bitches, pups. pups. Listen. Never forget. Don't tell anybody. We don't have enough time, but that could be a great Betches vertical. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Speaking of autumnal cozy vibes, everybody likes to uh, to cozy up in a corner with a good book. And there is a certain genre of books that is cozy as hell, but in recent years has become a little, a little, a little, a little itchy problematic. in our minds. Yeah. And Elise problematic, is, um, a problematic phase. Can you take it from here, Elise? Absolutely. This is Amanda graciously throwing it to me to tell you all that one week from today is my live show in New York. It's at the Crane Theater. You can also get tickets to the live stream. If you came and saw the workshop version of it, it's really, really different now. We're doing a lot more fun stuff. And yes, I talk about my journey as a Harry Potter nerd grappling with what to do now that the creator is bad? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How do I even put it? Bad, does bad things, says bad things. Um, so yeah, it's actually like, I'm really excited about the show. It's, uh, I was kind of like nervous to even go into all of this stuff, mm-hmm. but 
I'm really happy and it's really fun and funny. Relatable, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. For Chris Burns is going to be group. on the show. Fat, awesome. uh, Fat Carrie Bradshaw appearing in a role of someone who people below is beloved from the books. We've huge. got other cameos. Oh, huge. Uh, Jake Cornell, who is very, very funny on TikTok, who you guys would probably know from there, is going to be opening. So anyway, uh, Thursday, September 29th, 7 p.m. at the Crane Theater. Please come out or join on the live stream because it's going to be really fun. Very exciting. Very exciting. That's so fun. Always nice to remind our audience that our hosts are working ass comedians. Yes. <laughs> Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. So Donald Trump had a terrible hump day, has had a terrible week. Yesterday, New York Attorney General Letitia James filed a civil suit against the Trump Organization, Donald Trump, and three of his adult children, which made me wonder, when does a child become an adult child? Like, when does Barron become an adult child? Like, when he gets to seven feet? <laughs> like, mm. is it 18? Is it, like, post-college graduation? Okay, yeah, 18 I makes mean, an I adult guess child. technically, it would be 18... But I feel like I give a grace period to 20. Correct. Yeah, I like personally. that. Post-college. Post-college, you're an adult. So some more details here. James is seeking $250 million in damages. She gave a press conference yesterday that was just like literally ASMR to me. She also has a voice where she just has such gravitas. Like she just sounds like she is like a like like a decades-long career in acting. She's like making a guest appearance on SVU. Obviously, she's like the actual person, but she's just watching her is delightful to me. She detailed how the organization engaged in falsifying business records, insurance fraud, and a conspiracy to commit state law violations. Basically, all of this conduct centers on the Trump Organization knowingly inflating the value of its assets to obtain loans and other favorable treatment. So basically, they're saying, we have this. It's worth this much. So we can basically promise you if we sold you this, we could, you know, create this, we could liquidate and pay it back. But all of that was lies. And you're not, you're not really allowed to do that. In one example, James said that Trump, I love this, fudged the square footage of a New York City apartment to inflate the price all the way up to $327 million. Listeners, New York is a very expensive place. But as Tish James noted, no apartment in New York City has ever sold for that kind of amount. He had tripled the square footage, claimed it was 30,000 square feet. Just dumb. I just, I keep thinking about something Elise said a long time ago, but it was like, if he just, if he, if he never ran for anything and just chilled, he, none of this would fucking happen. Totally. But 
because he kept doing shit, kept getting sloppy, kept getting reckless. And now it's so now we're looking like who the why the fuck would he lie this much? People lie mm-hmm. on their taxes, all whatever. But like this is so egregious, and it's because totally. he went away, he got away with it for so long. And if he just would have sat and chilled, but these guys never are satisfied just being like whatever. But yeah, now now look, his whole fucking family, except for oh, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, finally being excluded has paid <laughs> off for her. Finally, finally. I I say this all the time, and I know I've said it on the podcast, but it just always bears repeating with him that like. He is the full example of, like, the guy who wished on the monkey's paw. He wished to be the most famous person in the world. He fucking got it. And now he has the biggest microscope in the world on him. And everything is, like, what he actually wanted in his heart was just to be the most famous person in the world, to be with celebrities all the time, to be able to pretend to be, to have everybody listen to him and to, like, be invited to all the parties. And now, like... Yeah, he's the most famous person in the world, but he has to hang out with all these people who he hates. He hates the people who support him. He's completely ostracized from the circles that it was his entire... He, like, psychologically is a boy from Queens who wants to hang out with Manhattan people. And that's the whole basis of his fucking life. And he has ensured that it will always remain out of reach because he can never actually... Be he uh, has no intellect, he has no tact, no. he has yeah. no now, he, now he has to hang out with Staten Island people. Boo, fuckity, who, yes, I know. and if you don't know what Staten Island is, Staten Island is the Florida of New York, mm-hmm. uh, Florida is the Florida of the U.S., and the U.S. is the Florida of the world. <laughs> uh, that was beautiful, that was poetry. <laughs> but I hear that the UK is the Florida of Europe, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's um, an underexplored metaphor. So what she's asking the court to do here is basically get them the fuck out of New York. Like basically she wants to keep them from ever doing business here again with the banks here, from leading an organization here, from being involved with real estate here, and again, from paying the state $250 million. And I just, you know, know Donald Trump is going to do a truth social goodbye to all that why I'm leaving New York essay. He's going to say, I've, I didn't he already do that. I think he did make his like announcement that he was uh, moving to Mar-a-Lago because New York was like an, anar- an anarchic, anarchist oh, jurisdiction. Sure. That's what but all those Republicans a, are trying to do now. Oh, New York is so crazy. Like, have you ever been outside of New York and have somebody be like, how's New York these days? Yes. Isn't it yes. like so dangerous? And it's like. No, but um, it really is this. But yeah, like I was listening. So to go to sleep, I went. I put on the Rachel Maddow podcast and they literally had the press conference. If you want to listen, it's really good. It's 30 minutes. And it's just literally like, yeah, barring him, him and his children no longer can be like the leads of any corporation in New York state, like can't own any really like, crazy shit. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're going to have to pivot to Florida. And <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see how this affects wider politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pivot to Florida. I feel like that could be a Ron DeSantis's campaign <laughs> slogan. There's a bunch of people who couldn't mm-hmm. make it like half of fucking South Florida are people who couldn't wing it in New York. Mm-hmm. And like open pizzerias in South Florida and keep yeah. talking about Brooklyn. And it's like, okay, shut up. <laughs> but it's crazy now because Florida is getting really expensive now. So 
I wonder where those Probably, people will yeah, go. Maybe too expensive for uh, for Trump. I suspect Trump is also disappointed in the ROI on his special master. So Judge Raymond Deary, this is a judge that was appointed by Ro- Ronald Reagan. To me, there's just a special satisfaction in like Trump, these people finally getting fucked by Ro- Ronald Reagan the way we all have been to for decades. This guy was appointed by Ronald Reagan. So he had a meeting this week. Basically, they're discussing how to proceed. This guy has been appointed to review the material seized at Mar-a-Lago to see what is classified and I think and what is protected by certain privileges. So what's been happening is that Trump's lawyers keep saying that Trump had the authority to declassify the documents all the time, no matter what. However, they won't assert or provide any information to show that Trump ever did declassify those documents as president. So basically they're trying, this guy has been like, that doesn't make any much sense at all. He's not buying this. He says, unless there is explicit evidence that Trump declassified the documents as president, he's going to regard them as classified. Uh, Basically, a lot of this is indicating that the lawyers do expect an indictment and they're trying to, whatever strategy they're pursuing now, I'm not exactly sure how, is to kind of make that road easier or potentially more beneficial for them. But this guy said, told the lawyers, they can't have their cake and eat it too. Now, as for Trump, he says, he told Sean Hannity in a absolutely wild ride of an interview oh last night. Oh my God. That it actually doesn't matter because the president can declassify documents just by thinking it. Let's let's play that clip for our audience. Is there a process? What was your process to declassify? It doesn't have to be a process as no. I understand it. You know, there's different people say different right. things, but as I understand, there doesn't have to be. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. And there doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. Now, this did make me wonder, at least to tie it all back, mm-hmm. what Hogwarts house, Harry Potter house, is Trump in that he has oh. these magical powers to just think away, to think things? Well, anyone can have any magical powers depending on how far they're willing to go. Are you willing to split your soul into seven pieces? Are yeah, you willing course. to do an unforgivable curse? So yes. I Check. say for him, yes, though I don't think, personally, I don't think that he would actually be a very powerful wizard. I think <laughs> that he would be probably a middling what a level wizard. A doyle, yeah. Yeah, exactly. A crab, a goyle, a McNabb, an Avery. I'm <laughs> going deep on yeah. uh, <laughs> references. You're in it. He would certainly be in Slytherin. That's not to, just to say that all evil people are in Slytherin. But again, Slytherin's number one trait is ambition. And mm-hmm. so he obviously is driven by ambition. He was driven by ambition, like I said, to take the presidency, even though it actually makes him miserable. He hates the job, does not want to do it, would be happier not doing it. He can't even stop himself from trying to get that power. So definitely Slytherin. But yeah, I don't think that because to control mind control is actually really hard um, mm. to be a legitimate. Uh, oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, you are, this really is your fault, Amanda. So, I know, uh, but listen, I do podcast. know that we have Fast our millennial listeners minutes. that are like loving it. <laughs> uh, so so I don't actually think. Least, <laughs> I TLDR. I do not actually think that. Trump would be a powerful enough wizard to do mind control type um, magic. I think that's that's a perfect answer. I think that's a perfect answer. (laughs) But he's in Slytherin. Right. Definitely Slytherin. He's a weak link in Slytherin. Definitely Slytherin. For sure. Yeah. Okay. 
Also, I know we might get to this, but... Let's go to it. It is 2022. Why are we still talking about Hillary's emails, babe? You've He's obsessed had, with them. You've had yeah. 25 more scandals. Like, oh my God. Immediately after that clip that we just played, Trump also proposed that... Uh, he said there's been some speculation. Of course, there has not been by anybody, but he just said it, that uh, the FBI actually went to Mar-a-Lago to recover Hillary Clinton's emails. And ha. even Sean Hannity was like, the clip's on our, our Instagram. You can find it there. Sort of like, wait, what? he doesn't say wait what, but he's like, so they thought you had them. He's like, I don't know. People are saying it. People are saying <laughs> that I had them. Just deranged, deranged behavior. There's just something so funny about, and this happens all the time. Like anytime Trump gets an interview with Fox News hosts, to watch yeah. them have to, like they have to not incriminate him. They're doing like, yeah, so <laughs> hard. That's why they them, don't interview him. I know they like to watch them have to do the dance for him because he cannot not incriminate himself and not say things that make no sense. And they are, even though Sean Hannity, all of them, they're very evil. They're not as dumb as him, so they can, like see that what he's saying doesn't make sense. It's always a very interesting dance to watch them do. Um, yeah, totally. I guess I'm just like, I don't know. It's like a guy who's cheated on you with 50 people and you sent a flirty text to one guy and he's like that flirty text. And it's like, yeah, to what you sent a flirty text to one guy in 2016 mm. and it's 2022. Well, it's like Sonia Morgan was married to the Morgan guy for it really was not an a, that long of a time for her to every time she gets drunk say the Morgan letters. I feel like it's sort of that energy. But in any <laughs> event, this guy, Judge Deary, has to finish his review by November 30th. But the Department of Justice did get the green light from a federal appeals court to continue looking at documents marked as classified, which is also a big win and a loss for Trump. Judge Eileen Cannon, this woman that is was appointed by him and has made some very strange legal arguments about why uh, a special master was needed and why she had to block the investigator's work. That is now not a factor. They can move forward with that. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, nothing before mm -hmm. the election, but there's, and this is, I mean, Sammy's new subscription show is, this is a really good, it came out last week, but the timing is perfect because she really does a deep dive into kind of the backgrounds of all of these, the webs, how they connect, what the potential outcomes could be, what that would mean for Trump's ability to run, be a free man. So that is in the morning uh, announcements feed. It's called Extra Extra. And I think you, the first week is free. So you can listen to that one, get that one free and then, and then subscribe or I don't know, try to find it for free on Spotify and then subscribe. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning and Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. 
And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Now we have an epic pop culture Thursday section for you. We had like a uh, complicated day today and we were looking at maybe replacing this episode with a pre-recorded episode, but I was like, no, 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 no. My audience loves their pop culture Thursdays and there is too much going on for us to skip today. Too much. Too, too many much. screenshots. Far <laughs> too many screenshots to not and have it's pop like, culture Thursday. <laughs> we, I need to fun. see that pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> good that one, good one. Pop culture of yours is freaking insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the inner, I want, I want to name my child your podcast. <laughs> pop culture. Yeah, bitch. So if you do not know what I'm talking about, the internet was positively alight this week when a woman outed Adam Levine, Adam Levine for per- flirting with her on Instagram. And I can't really tell the extent of their affair. It was like just a digital they affair. They didn't sleep together. They slept together. They okay. were, so it's they were sleeping. It's very confusing because he's made multiple statements. Millie, take us through this. Yes. So there's an Instagram model named Sumner, which, Jesus, uh, <laughs> Sumner Straw. And she claimed her and the Maroon Five five frontman had a year-long affair via TikTok video. Yes. So, um, basically, she says, hey, I didn't really want to do this. Somebody, I I sent screenshots of the, I sent screenshots of the conversation she had to some friends. And one of her friends was going to sell it to a tabloid. But the screenshots proved not only were they flirting, but that they were sleeping together. And I guess the egregious part of this was not only did he cheat on his pregnant wife, but he was like, hey, I'm dead serious. Can I name my baby after you? So that was like the part that was really Ah! fucking like crazy. (laughs) During the time that so people are like, whatever this happened, I think this was a few months ago during the time that she that they were having sex or something. She posted this like Instagram of her like giggling to one of his songs. Weird. But yeah, I think the thing. And then since then, multiple women have come out and been like, Adam has sent me DMs, flirted with me, all this stuff. And so the two things, there's like a bit, a lot of discourse about it. Yeah. But the two things that stuck out, it's like, first of all, he cheated on his pregnant wife. That's weird. Second of all, he wanted to name his baby after one of the mistresses. Very fucking weird. Third of all, what he says in those texts are so ridiculously cringe. (laughs) It's like he sounds like a horny 17 year old, not like a major pop star. And then also like he was doing it to like he was mass texting a bunch of women at the same time and also it's another th- another point is that his wife's a, literally a victoria's secret model so 
Those are like the highlights of this. And there's also some discourse around um, Summer Stroh got some of the blowback and was called like a homewrecker. And how could you do this? If And she was sort of her defense was that he he implied that his marriage was over. And she thought that like they might, I guess, end up together. She said that she felt exploited. I didn't really think that the details she gave necessarily amounted to exploitation. But I think she was just sort of. Heartbroken, but when he posted, he said that like there was a regrettable point in his marriage when he crossed the line. But he said but he, he had never yeah. had an affair. That's why I was confused. Like if you if you have sex with somebody else, yeah, you have an affair. I don't know how much either of you have checked in with Adam Levine over the years, but he's a dumb dummy. <laughs> like, if you've ever watched him talk, he doesn't. He's not. He's the lead singer of Maroon 5. He's yeah. going to say stuff that doesn't make sense. Well, I feel like he, like she can't prove they had sex, but she can prove that they texted. Oh, so he's going to yeah. deny what she can't prove. Yeah. The exploitation thing, this is like, this is the really like muddy waters yeah. that like, you know, we should have a nuanced discussion on a podcast about it, but like it's getting so muddy online. Basically, what she's saying is this girl's an Instagram model. She's an aspiring. She's way younger. I think she's like 20, 23 three now. So at the time, so yeah. she was saying like, I don't know. She felt like, I, you know, I don't know if exploitation is the right word, but it's like, here's this famous man who's way older than me. Yeah. He yeah. has more power. He's talking and he's saying that he's going to leave his wife. Obviously, he lied to me. And also like. Kind of manip- like Definitely if a forty-year-old guy who wasn't famous, like, was doing this, she probably wouldn't have taken it seriously or whatever. So, I do think it's like muddy or gray, and and I think sh- people are like, oh, it it takes away from abused people. You know, if you use if you co-op the language of sexual assault victims and all that, and it's just like it's the same thing that to me, it's the same thing are a little similar to like the Aziz Ansari thing of like this girl felt a little coerced by you know coercion and manipulation all of that like it's all like it's not black or white it's gray and it's also like no one is saying it that it is as bad as you know rape she's just saying like I did not have equal footing in this sexual relationship yeah, it sounds like what you're saying with those both examples is like when you introduce a power dynamic, you mm-hmm. introduce like room for exploitation, room room for people to be manipulated and potentially hurt and emotionally yeah. abused. I think I think that what you know you're getting at and what this online conversation shows is just that like we're still really learning how to talk about all the various ways that relationships can be messy, that people can get hurt in relationships, that, like, power plays out in relationships. And um, I think in particularly in online conversations, because our social media is literally designed to do this, 
people do it. It always does seem like it's like you're totally excusing someone or you think he's fully mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. should be in jail under the jail for him. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. um, and it's like, actually, I think what's happening is that we're learning how to have conversations about all of this space in between where like people do feel coerced. People are left feeling bad, but you know, it's not the same level as like, mm-hmm. yeah, under the jail or whatever. So mm-hmm. I just think it's, Definitely interesting to talk about how power comes into play in all of these different relationships. There's also sort of been a parallel kind of conversation or I've, I've heard a familiar refrain because this happens while a lot of not, um, not even just extremely beautiful women, but like specifically a Victoria's Secret model level, beautiful, conventionally mm-hmm. beautiful women. I mean, Emily Ratajkowski, there's rumors she was cheated on, right? By her mm-hmm. husband. She was, who's, yeah. Who's like, I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think he looks good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's some there's um, some discourse around this with Nia Long as well. And so there's this sort of like this this refrain that often arises that like if men cheat on those women, there's no there's no chance for for the rest of us. And I always I, that always sort of like stings me when I hear it. It just sort of it just sort of bothers me because it sort of like suggests it's like women none of us can perform femininity enough to keep a man. And it's like it's on them, babe. Well, yeah. come with me on this journey, but oh, I am I reading wait. End of Buckle Policing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reading the End of Policing. Where and are we going? Basically, the beginning. Yeah, here we fucking go. <laughs> but this is how my brain works, babe. Basically, the book, what I like, I'm reading the beginning. At least has read the whole thing. But like, what I like is that they're like politicians and people reframe crime instead of being held accountable for not providing enough housing or services or mental health or health care. They're reframing crime to blame the poor people for being victims of their condition, you know? Mm -hmm. And I really like that framing. And to me, when we talk about like, Mm -hmm. Oh, even the world's most beautiful women, it's reframing this thing. It's a, it's a, it's kind of like victim blaming. It's like, yeah, because, Because society says that if, you know, if somebody is doing something to you, it's because you're not enough or because this and that. And not really that, like, what what problems does Adam Levine have that one person is not enough? Or, like, why isn't he being honest with himself or his partners and being like, hey, this is who I am. I'm going to be with multiple people. You know what I mean? And I think he said things about about monogamy not being, you know, natural for him. In the past, and there are compassionate ways to do that. And if you discuss that with your partner and it wasn't going to work, then it's really disrespectful to do it anyway. But that's the whole thing, too. It's that I'm like, there's a million, million, my favorite subgenre of Reddit are mm-hmm. all these men who are like, I want to open up the yeah. relationship. And then they just want it open for themselves. <laughs> and then as soon as the girl starts sleeping with other people and having fun, they want to shut it down. So I'm sure like it's one thing of like. In order to be honest with yourself about being polygamist or whatever, you also have to accept the consequences and stuff. But the thing is, these men. Oh, polyamorous. Sorry. Polygamous, polygamy is. It took me a sec- polygamy is when you marry multiple people. That's why I delayed. It took me like 10 full seconds to no, get there. No, it took me two seconds too to be like, that wasn't the right word, but what is the right word? Yeah, no, no, no. Marry. Okay, okay. So, yeah, poly. Okay, yeah. All okay, those okay, polygamists okay. In, in Bushwick. 
Yeah, I know. Polyamory and Jesus. I'm like, my my brain is fried from open relationship talk. (laughs) But the thing is that these guys like manipulate women. But I don't know. The whole thing is that like, it goes to this thread that all women are told that if you are this or if you're that or he wouldn't do this if you're this and that. And at the end of the day, and guys could even say, oh, I lost the sexual drive. I lost this. I lost that. And they could even blame... But at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with you, honey. It's all like we need these men to start taking responsibility for their actions. And I think that as we talk about as we're learning to talk about these things, you know, it's just it's just crazy because I feel like we we've all accepted that for a long time. Marriage is this tool that helps people transcend social classes and all this stuff and like women couldn't get credit cards until 19, you know what I mean? Right, right. But we're having a hard time understanding the power dynamics of sexual relationships. Like that is something that's like out of your mind. And the Nia Long conversation is like, people are like, why is he getting in trouble at work? Cause um, Nia Long's husband is a uh, basketball coach and he slept with one of his subordinates, mm-hmm. uh, cheated on her, cheated on Nia. And it's just like, well, why, you know, people can't cheat anymore. Like this and that, like why is his job? And it's just like, it's because it's a boss and you can't really yeah, say yeah, no yeah. to a boss. Like, yeah. so it's like, as we're learning, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just interesting to me. It's like, why are we struggling to understand the relation between power and sexual dynamics? Yeah. Yeah. It's also sort of, I feel like I've heard or been served like TikToks or just heard like seen podcast clips about that are sort of like, it's dating advice, but it's also a lot of it is like coded, like, how to perform femininity so you can trick a man oh, into thinking that, that you're stuff perfect. That really had a keep on TikTok, it, right? And it's just yeah, it's, it's part of the same thing to me as if I even heard like I even heard um, I really like Nikki Glaser, but she went on uh, Nicole Byers' podcast. She's and was, like forty something. So yeah, and she that. was talking about how when her boyfriend she she was she was like you got to like really like you know be really small i can't remember exactly but basically the same things that those like people on tiktok say that are like you got to let them be in charge like she was like the example she gave was just like if he goes the wrong way and it's going to be 10 minutes out of your day then let him have that 10 minutes it's better than threatening his masculinity girl i'm not going to waste i don't got time to let to protect mike's masculinity if he makes a wrong turn it, so it's just sort of like that it's bringing up that to me too that like you know, the 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 reaction to think like if men cheat on those women, there's no chance for the rest of us. Implicit in it is that there's like this responsibility that women have or or that not even if even if it's not a responsibility because like you genuinely uh, want to keep your family together and like want to prevent mm-hmm. them from happening. It's just like we can't trick them into like we women, women deprive themselves of indulgences, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, like Emrata made a funny TikTok where somebody was like basically calling her husband ugly. And it was like, she's been married to an ugly guy. She like, you make sacrifices when you decide to get married. But anyway, I'm making a lot of points, but it kind of had parallels <laughs> to that to be too, where it's just like, no, you don't have to like let men be men in order for them not to cheat on you. That's silly. Yeah. I mean, there is. there is a lot and I've been seeing it more and more on like TikTok and then also in my reels like for you my my Instagram discover of like girls young women (laughs) talking about like trad wife stuff which is like traditional whatever Um, I've seen a lot of TikToks where it's like these are rules that my boyfriend and I have in our relationship number one 
We cannot sit next to someone of the opposite sex in class. Mm-hmm. Number two, if there is a thread for our class, we can only reply to people of the same sex. Like literally crazy yeah. Yeah. shit. And I and they're framing it as like, actually, this is um, this is progressive. Actually, this is me being radical. Yeah, there's a very weird thing now Happening. to be like um, feminism actually was like hurting women Jeez. and traditional gender roles. Like we used to have it good. And yeah. it's it's there's some really dark shit going on. We have on. a guest that we're actually running it in an episode next week. She hosts the Unladylike podcast. Mm-hmm. And she did a two-part series on women and conspiracy theories. And it's just fascinating because some of her guests make a direct line between sort of rhetoric that that tanked the ERA and what these people are saying on TikTok, uh, tanked the Equal Rights Amendment and what these people are saying on TikTok in 2022. It was a really like fascinating mm-hmm. um, conversation. But uh, man, I, like, I, I bet more texts are going to come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, of course. And it's just like, it is a, ba- it is a direct backlash because- <laughs> of what's going on in our society, you know, pendulums always swing. And like the reality is more women are working women, you know, and I think just as many TikToks about traditional, like alpha male, all this shit, whatever, there's a million TikToks that are like, I don't get like joy from being married totally. or like, or like I, I rather not like this, this bad behavior that we've accepted from men or all this stuff or like, yeah, like Drew is getting just as many views, if not more as like those idiots for dragging. Yeah. But yeah. So I think this is like a direct correlation. Mm-hmm. And also like we've talked about what politicians are doing because they feel like women are, quote unquote overeducated and have all that stuff like this is all a backlash to our reality and the thing yeah. is that they're gripping and there's this and 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 the 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 sad thing about tiktok or whatever is that like some of these women like i i definitely if i was 21 or 22 and i had a voice out to her way to like communicate totally. like the way that these some girls do like with this ease like i'd probably say some dumb shit too <laughs> like, yeah like oh, yeah y- you know like oh girls like i love hanging out with guys more than girls guys are terrible friends yes they yeah. not all space for anyone emotionally <laughs> but yeah you know like fuck if i was 22 some i would say too. some some ca- yeah no that's true that's true but <laughs> yeah um I'd say some dumb shit and these girls are like formulating these opinions, but it's just like right. all being manipulated as backlash to like, because we are powerful and like now men actually right. have to do things to make us like them, like be decent partners instead of just f- provide financial stability. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable 
incredible savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, it's been a very fraught big news week. Lots going on. What has been getting you through the week, Elise? Ooh, what has been getting me through the week? Well, I I know I'm if this is a repeat from the top of the pod, but I have commenced spooky season. Yes. I've been watching scary movies. I love scary movies. Please recommend scary movies to me, but make sure you're not saying ones that like I've obviously seen. Obviously. Don't be right? disrespectful. Like, don't be like scream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be like, get out. You know? Like tell me one that's like, I maybe haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Millie? Yeah. Still Cobra so, Kai? <laughs> still, yeah, no, still working through reading um the book that Elise recommended, Olga Dice Dreaming. I we talked about it in the last pod. Mm-hmm. So, so, so good. And at your recommendation. I'm on episode four of Bad Sisters. Yes. And it's good. Listen, there it's a really fun and you know, you can't choose your brother-in-laws. And I have a few that uh, <laughs> I wish I could. Um, yeah. One, uh, like for, for the first like few years of me having Instagram, I had it on private just because a mm-hmm. former brother-in-law tried to add me. And like Hilarious. follow me and I hate him so much that I like literally put my shit on private yeah. until someone's like, if you want to do comedy professionally, you cannot have a private Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I just got to that. We just got to the episode of in Bad Sisters where, which, which we said this before, like you find out in the first episode that they kill the brother-in-law, right? Mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. clear right away. Yeah. But I have gotten, and then they sort of go back in time to how they attempt to do it. And um, I have finally, I'm going to say which episode it is or which attempt it is, of course, but I have finally gotten to the point where they are finally successful and damn it's actually i feel weird but i was about to say it's so satisfying because it's like not like a <laughs> chill Goodbye, death, but anyway, energy. yes elise elise you are the reason i had on my dj's like must playlist for my wedding goodbye earl but i was like i don't uh, actually think my friends know this it's just like my mom knows it maybe song. my sister and then and then you posted something about it and i was like okay elise knows, knows it knows i can put it back okay good it, it, it was my feminist awakening <laughs> I feel like I didn't hear Goodbye Earl like in the time that it came out. I heard it late. I can't, it came to me when I needed it. Well, I don't know what this says about Goodbye my- Goodbye Earl comes to you when you need it. Well, yeah, my, fa- my, mom, my mom had it playing in the house a lot. I don't know what that says, but no, it was playing. There's, Hi, mom. There's a, like, I can think of two other songs. Eve has a song that's exactly like Goodbye Earl. And um, there's a bachata song, same message of like, Sometimes you gotta yeah, yes. kill you. Sometimes beautiful. Sometimes you gotta well, Bad go. Sisters is like the British goodbye Earl, but like many, many episodes. Irish. Oh, thank you. Goodness. Irish. Good save. Good save. Because I was like, what are these names? Because <laughs> I'm like, this is the UK. What the fuck? Blanner? Blanner. Blanner. That's a beautiful name. Blanner. And, a beautiful then, name. and yeah. then I was yeah. like, oh, we're in Ireland, baby. We are in Ireland. We are in Ireland. That what was about our show. You? What's getting you through the year week? Oh, I forgot to say. Um, honestly, it's the same thing every week, but Morty's doing much better, and that just Aww. makes a big difference because, like, we honestly don't sleep, or I don't. We don't sleep. We take turns like dealing with it, like he's an actual infant, but he just would get really bad coughs, and so finally, like, like I said, we had a vet that like. I 
kind of snapped at her and then apologized. And then she was like, I think she got like, okay, this person really needs like advice and guidance and help and to get the dog better. And she gave me like everything that the dog needs. And he's thank he's so much better. He's like, he hasn't been like happy and playing and super energetic for like since like July. So I think we finally, I think he just had like infections in his whole neck area and it's finally better. And so thank God, because I was nervous that it still could come back, but I was nervous that like, just it's so much to like, I think I can't imagine having kids because like I can't yeah. function when my dog's not feeling well and yeah. it's a dog. So I just can't, yeah. and I don't know when he's emotionally not feeling well. So I yeah. just imagine when you're a parent, that's just how you feel all the time. Because uh, imagine if Marty can articulate it. If I also knew how bad he felt and then when also he <clears throat> felt like sad or lonely. Yeah. Terrible. But a uh, healthy dog is getting me through this week. Those were our shows for the week. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Zuberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.